Look at where you've came from. Look at all the things you've been through in your whole life, childhood and adult, and you're still here. Look at all the um, bad days that you just couldn't get through, but you got through. Look at the kids you have and how healthy and happy you are and the relationships you have, whether they're with a significant other or with friends. Like we are so hard on ourselves telling you know constantly reminding ourselves of what we don't do what we haven't accomplished and where we should be and we're not and all that's time but all the while we need to always make sure we acknowledge where we are and who we are hey guys and welcome to another episode of the growth becomes her podcast I'm your host, Crystal, and I am a day late um, posting this episode, and the reason why is because life has officially, um, in fact, is back to normal, and if you know me personally or even picked up a couple hints from um, a couple episodes that my husband's schedule has been like really crazy and now everything is starting to like slow down and you know things are getting back to normal well my definition of normal so because um i spent just days just readjusting to life um i am posting a day late but here we are um I'm not going to hold you long, and I think I say that every episode, and then I end up holding you for like 30 minutes, but um, my goal is to not hold you that long this week, Um, but I wanted to discuss um, things that I want, that I, you know, we're in the new year, we're 20-something days into the first month of the new year, and, you know, usually... Um, When the new year starts, you know, everyone's talking about, I want to add more workouts. I want to add more, I don't know, healthy habits. I want to add more of this, more of that, more of this, more of that, which is all fine and good. But then sometimes, like, I look at it as like a laundry basket. And because, you know, we all love laundry. And let's say you have this laundry basket and right now it is full of a bunch of clean clothes, but not folded up and put away clothes. And instead of you taking the time to take those clothes out, fold them up, put them up, get them out your, get them out the basket, you just wash, dry, and just keep filling up this basket. And after a while, you know, you have your basket and what happens when it's, you know, you have too many clothes in it everything spills over so I'm saying all that to say why I use that metaphor is that sometimes you know we're trying to especially like the new year new me you want to um excuse me fill it with so much so many new things new habits new disciplines new this new that new this new that but sometimes we need to take the time to not necessarily add more things but maybe start to get rid of a couple things get rid of some of the um bad habits that we have that are preventing us to um doing starting new habits um we need to start getting rid of old mindsets you know so we can actually make room for the new clean clothes or the new habits that we aim to take on in the new year 
So that's basically what I wanted to talk about with you guys this week is, um, and this is all coming from me and to just, just be completely transparent. I use my podcast as like a, like a form of therapy, like a, um, a verbal journal, if you will. And though I, that's not the reason why I wanted to start a podcast. Um, it has sometimes sitting here and looking at my notes or talking to people. It's a, it's a form of therapy for me. It lets me talk about things and share perspectives and get new perspectives. So um, for this week, again, I wanted to talk about things that I am going to work on letting go of so that it kind of free up some room to take on new mindsets, new habits, and things like that. So I only have a couple of them that I'm going to go over. And, um, sorry, <laughs> I hit the mic. Um, sorry. So, um, well, that's one of them. Stop saying sorry all the freaking time. I hit the mic. The mic I hit. Um, but I wanted to go over a couple things that I am going to work on letting go of into the new year to just have a better view, um, a better outlook on how I look at myself and just to do better. You know, sometimes you got to let stuff go just to like, just do better. So let's see. The first one I wrote and excuse my notepad. Um, I'm going to stop thinking that taking a break or resting is a form of me being lazy. Now, let me say this. There are some times where I know the work that needs to be done, but I just choose not to do it. But a lot of times, like especially in the last few months, I would, you know, have the kids and I've worked full time and um, I would come home and make dinner and I have to make sure, you know, that I kept in touch with, you know, making sure that I kept in touch with family and talk to my husband and make sure the kids did their homework all the things and so by the weekends I would be like oh my god I just want to just sit down and when I did have the opportunity to sit down I would feel like I'm just being just lazy like all the while I'm sitting there and I'm thinking oh I need to go sweep or I need to go clean uh the bait you know Brooks room or I need to do this I need to do that and then I would keep going keep going keep going come Sunday night um I'd be burnt out even before the work week started so and then what it really hit me and it was crazy um a couple months ago um I was just tired and and it's very rare when my youngest daughter takes a nap and this particular like Saturday you know I'm sitting with her like okay I just gotta get some a moment to myself I need to take a nap so we're laying down and she falls asleep and I fall asleep with her unplanned and I remember when I finally woke up from my nap I felt bad for taking a nap and I was just like are you kidding like you needed the sleep you still had a long day night ahead of you and you're mad because you took a nap so now now there is a, a thin line between you just choosing not to do your work and you're just taking time taking a break and I'm just trying to release that feeling of if I need to take a break, I'm going to take it and I'm going to 
tell myself to not feel bad for taking a break. You know, we're not robots. Even at work, like sometimes I work, 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 work. I find myself like working through lunch and then everyone's eating. It's two, three o'clock and I'm still not eating. And I'm just like, Chris, like, that's crazy. You're acting like a freaking robot. You're not you're not getting any, you're just getting crankier because <laughs> your work's still going to be there, but you need to take a break. And so I know for sure last week, like when it hit like 12, 31 o'clock, I took my lunch and it felt good to like step away from my desk, go for a walk, get a bite to eat on a normal basis, as opposed to keep working, 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 because in my mind, I feel like I'm not allowed to rest. That's one thing I am trying to let go of trying to convince my mind that resting is not laziness especially if I've been going full force all week the second thing I'm gonna work on um, letting go of is saying yes when I really mean no meaning that there are some times where in the heat of the moment and let's say someone asks you to do something in your immediate response and, and this is mostly coming from a person who's like a like a people pleaser I'm I like to call myself a recovering people pleaser because I would just be like oh okay yes 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 but in the back of my mind I'm already thinking like okay what <laughs> what story am I gonna give this person when I'm when I tell them that I can't do it and then I'm gonna feel bad for telling them yes and then canceling so I'm I'm trying to train myself to pause prior to responding, saying yes or no. And if I say no, be confident in my no, especially because, especially if I take the time to like pause, think like, okay, Chris, can you really do this? Do you really want to do whatever it is? No, I really don't want to do it. Okay, then no. And be okay with that. And not just, okay, yes, yes, yes. Knowing that I'm going to sit here and rack my my brain trying to find a reason to get out of whatever I've obligated myself to. But if I also with this, if I choose to say yes, say it. I mean, say it, do it. Because there was a, um, recently, there was just something that I did. I was just like, I don't feel like it. I'm tired. And um, my mom was like, well, just don't do it. And I'm like, no, mom. No. <laughs> don't tempt me. But I was like, no, mom, you know, it's all right. I, I already commit. I'm trying to, you know, stick to my commitment. And I end up doing the thing. And it ended up being a good time. It didn't last as long as I thought it would be. And I felt good that I said yes to something and I stuck to it. Because normal me, I mean 2022 me, I'm just playing, would be like, sure, that sounds great. And then the last minute be like, mm, nah, mm, yeah, you know, I got kids, you know, whatever excuse I can pull. So it felt good to say yes and mean it. And also because I said yes, stick to it. And there was actually a situation at work where... They were like, well, who wants to do it? They were like, Crystal, do you want to do something? I was like, you know what? No, I, I don't feel comfortable. And they were like, okay. And I was like, wow, like I actually said no to something and the world didn't fall apart. Because as a people, recovering people pleaser, we feel that if we say something that people don't want to hear, 
the world's literally gonna collapse. And for once, and at work, at, at work of all places, I said, no, I don't feel comfortable. And they were just like, okay, no problem. And it felt good. So saying yes and really meaning yes and learning how to say no without feeling bad or feeling like I'm disappointing somebody in saying no. The third thing is, oh, 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 come on, Crystal, is um, I'm working on getting rid, getting rid of mom guilt. I have extreme mom guilt, and um, I'll say it like, especially now with the boys. And this is mostly because from such a very young age, they were always leaving me two weekends of the month. So I never really had mom guilt with them because because my months, my weekends were split down the middle. Whatever I couldn't do with them, I would just plan around like, okay, well, I have the boys this weekend. I'm going to do something kid friendly. The following weekend, we're going to do something that's not kid friendly, not planned. But... So it was a no brainer and it just, and it it balanced me out because at that point I was recovering from all the madness. I was learning, you know, I was embracing my single season. I was embracing my single mom season. And I had that balance because I knew that every other weekend I'll have that time to myself to hang out with my friends, do whatever, lay around if I wanted to and not feel guilty about it. Fast forward now where we are now with baby girl who is with me outside of sleeping hours and well, she's with me when I'm asleep, but outside of working hours, she's with me. And I always feel like because like the like the boys and even the, the older girls, like they have each other where so my youngest daughter is just essentially it's just her. So I feel like she's going to be lonely. I am you know. So I'm always like, oh, well, I got Brooke, I got Brooke. And, you know, for a very long time, meaning for three, almost three years straight, I wouldn't want to do anything if it didn't involve her. Like, I didn't really want to have, go out with any friends. Like, you know, like I didn't hang out with Melanie that much unless I could do something and bring her along. You know, a lot of times when, you know, when I would have date nights with my husband, I'd be like, well, you know, can we bring Brooke? You know, because I always just... I was just so used, even now, I'm just so used to having her with me. But at the same time, I was also not getting any time to myself outside of bedtime. And that's not healthy either. To the point where I would be frustrated with her because I was choosing not to take a break. Because when I quote unquote got a break, I felt bad about it. Or if I would ask my mom to take her, I would rush to go back and get her because I felt bad for leaving her with somebody else and even though she goes to daycare but she's only in daycare because I gotta work and so I really hung on to the mom guilt especially with her because I don't I'm with her dad so I don't have that every other weekend outlet but because of that I feel like I'm closer to her like I don't know and she's so cute and little and she's a she's a little girl and she's by herself you know so fast forward all that um, I will say in the last couple months, I have been more intentional about hanging out with my girlfriends, you know, 
well, what, now that life's back to normal, having a date night, you know, asking my mom to watch her so I can get my nails done. Like, I just started getting my nails done again because I would feel guilty about wanting to get my nails done. And all the while, I'm hanging out with my friends, going on a date, getting my nails done. I'm like, you know what? And you know what? She's okay. And so am I. And that's my way of, and I, I literally out loud said, Brooklyn's fine. She's three years old. She can kind of talk. You know, you're tripping. You're going back to her. And that's my way of kind of relieving that mental mom guilt that I've held on to tightly <laughs> for the past couple years. And it just makes you a better and I'm just speaking to the parents. It makes you a better parent when you get a break, especially if you get a break without feeling bad. Like when we went out recently, she was with my mom. She waved me off, had, you know, had fun, kicked it, had a peace of mind because I knew she was in a safe place. I was getting a break. She was getting a break from me. And when we came back together, it was cool. Like there was no frustration. I felt like I had some crystal time without a mommy time and it felt good. So I am working on making a life outside of being mama and not feeling guilty about it. So that's the third thing I'm working on, um, letting go of mom guilt. The fourth and last thing I wanted to um, talk about that we're going to let go of, we as a group is we're gonna, and this is not, and I, I hope that this doesn't come off like an ego thing or a, a prideful thing or whatever, but we need to stop. And I know a, a lot of women that I know, um, we tend to downplay who we are and what we do, especially the things that we do on a day-to-day basis. And I didn't realize, like, I know I talk about it a lot, but journaling is just, it's just it for me. I don't have, I don't go to therapy. I've had therapy, but I don't do it frequently. You can read all the self-help books and just to sit there and just write. And I love the fact that I can write in my journal and that's just mine. I don't have to read read it back. I don't want anybody to read it. I mean, if they read it, they read it. That's on them. But it's just a safe place and you need a safe place. And I find my safe place in my journal. And I was writing an entry because I was just like, I just, I just can't. I felt so like, I just can't hold it all together. I'm, I'm messing up. I'm, I feel like I was messing up on whatever it was. And I had to like say, Chris, like, look at all you've taken on. Look at all the things that you handle on a day-to-day basis, whether your husband's intensely in work or not. And a lot of times we're so, and it's so easy. It's crazy how it's so easy to talk about what you don't do, but it's so hard to praise yourself for what you do. And I was just like, it's crazy. Like we can sit there and we, we praise our kids we praise our significant other. We praise people at work, but we don't praise ourselves. And I just, you know, every day I have this, um, I'm reading this book called, um, super attract or super attractor. Oh, it's bad, but it's by Gabby Bernstein. And she talks about mantras and um, I have a screenshot of hers. It's really good. But she has a mantra that 
she literally read to herself out loud over and over again and initially when I started um reading the book I um started I was reading her mantra but it it, it was it's a good one it just didn't necessarily um speak to me so what I did is I took the time and I wrote out my own mantra and it's something that um, I look at I have it on note card as a bookmark in the book I'm reading and I literally and a lot of times I like to I remember stuff that I write so I have little pieces of paper in my planner that I have with me all the time and I'll rewrite my mantra out and just you know if you don't know me and you read it you like dang she conceded but I needed it I need I need to read those words to myself and write those words to myself just for, to remind me that I'm doing a good job that I'm not I don't suck <laughs> like I, I, I'm good you know we're good we, we're doing a good job and maybe there's a reason why we're not where we're supposed to be but we are where we are and we're doing good at that all the while working to get where we're supposed to go. So I am personally working on, if that means I have to read this little half sheet of a mantra every day to make me realize who I am and what I take care of and how good of a job I'm doing, so be it. Or even if I'm not doing a good job, but I have that mantra to remind me of, you know what you're capable of, so get there. And so I just encourage you. And I remember, um, I remember I talked to my dad couple years ago and he he has a mantra and he he said I look in the mirror and I say I miss this 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 and I was like Mr. Humble USA you do and he was like yeah I have to speak to myself I have to speak life into what I do I have to speak life into my mental that's the only way I'm able to push forward and I was like wow dad that's what's up and then now that I'm reading this book Oh, yeah, because if you talk positivity, especially to yourself, naturally, if you speak it, if you speak what you are, if you speak how good you deserve a good life and how good your life is, good's going to keep coming back to you. And that's what I'm learning in this um, uh, book that I'm reading that I can't for the life of me right now. I can't think of the title, but I'll put it in the show notes. But we got to stop downplaying who we are. How are you, how do you expect to move forward if you keep talking about what you're lacking? You're giving the universe lack. So what do you think you're going to get? More lack. So why don't you speak more of what you want, who you are, what you do? Speak more of that so the universe or whatever you want to call it brings it. You, you speak, you attract what you speak, basically. And that's what I'm learning in this book. Whatever you put out, whether you think it, whether you say it out loud or whether especially if you repeat it oh that's what's coming back to you facts so i'm just working on and when i say i write this mantra down four to five days a week or i'll just read it six seven days a week i do it and i'm just like all right chris you know i do feel good and then i'll have moments like oh my god but then that's what the mantra is for to keep reminding you of who you are and what you are so We're going to keep working on this. It's only January, but it is January. And, you know, you know how this time goes. It flashes by. So why not try to let go of some of the down, um, the negative self-talk and mom guilt and feeling like you're lazy or if you are lazy, maybe not be as lazy. I don't know. But let's start letting some things go. 
so we can make more room for more positivity, good vibes, good aura, whatever you want to call it, to come our way because we deserve it. Gabby Bernstein stays in her, says in her book, the biggest problem with humans is that we feel like we don't deserve a good life because all we do is talk about how bad our life is. So let's switch that narrative. You deserve a good life. You have a good life. So more good will come into your life. So that's all I have for you this week. Um, we're going to keep working on this. We're a, com- we're a lifelong construction project, but we're always going to just find ways to make things a little easier, a little better to, in hopes to, um, what did Ed Milet say in this podcast? He said, he wants to make sure he had a podcast with Sean Stevenson on a model health show. And he said, if he has one fear in this world is that it, And the fear is when he gets to heaven, he's going to meet God, the most high, whatever you call him. And God is going to have the version of you of in his eyes, everything that he wanted you to do while you're in this or on this earth, everything he wanted you to be. He's going to have that version in heaven when you get there. And Ed Milet said his biggest fear is that when he meets that person, they're going to be a complete stranger. Why? Because he spent his life on earth, not doing, living his purpose, whatever it was, not being his best self, not enjoying the life he was blessed with. So, and he said, if you meet that person and you're there, you're strangers, you're actually going to, you're in hell. But if you meet that person and they're the, you guys are identical twins because you've lived to the fullest, you've enjoyed your life, you did everything you feel like you wanted to do, you kept all the negative dip, uh, negativity down to a minimum, you just lived. That's, that's how you know you're in heaven. And I was like, wow, that's powerful. So in order to become that person that we want to meet, our identical twin in heaven, we got to let go some stuff. We got to let go. We got to switch that mindset. We got to attract good and positivity and what we want into this world so it can come to us and we can live it. So I don't think I made 30 minutes. I think we're short of 30, so I didn't hold you as long. But um, that's all I have for you this week. I hope that some of my rambling did help because y'all know um, I'm a rambler, but I hope it helped anybody. Um, and then for this week's, um, journal entry, I want you to write, if you choose, you can write it, say it. I want you to write, if you don't already have it, I want you to write a mantra for yourself. Say whatever you want, whatever makes you feel like you're all that. (laughs) And when you write your mantra, I would like for you to, whether you want to say it out loud You want to have it pent up on a wall next to your bathroom mirror, wherever, so you'll see it every day. Or like I've been doing, because I, how my memory works, write it down every single day or as many days as you can to put it out there, to keep yourself moving forward, to be your best self, to live your purpose, and to just enjoy the life that you have. Because it's a good life. It's a good life. So that's the journal entry for this week. 
That's all I have for you this week. And until next time, if no one tells you, just know that I love you and I am so proud of you. And I will talk to you soon. The Growth Becomes Your Podcast is hosted and produced by me, Crystal Webb. And if you like what you're hearing thus far, just hit the subscribe button on whatever podcast platform that you use. So every time I post a new episode, you will be notified. And also follow me on Instagram at growth underscore becomes her underscore podcast. And I thank you for listening.